Hello and welcome to the Exit 6 podcast. I'm Claire Clark, the Exit 6 Submissions Director. In this series of podcasts, the team will be revisiting the official selection of 2019 and talking about why they were selected and what we loved about them. I must make you aware that I am recording this section at home and the discussion was recorded before lockdown commenced. We're all keeping a social distance and staying safe. Submissions are still open for 2020. Be sure to submit your short film via Film Freeway by the 10th of June. This week is the second part of Block 3 with host Joe Deacon. The films are Overexposed by Amber Tordoff Gibson, Mabel by Kimberly Wintle, and Bad Mother by Marnie Baxter and Nicola Stewart Hill. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to the studio. Uh, this is Joe Deacon. I uh, presented uh, Block 3 at the Exit 6 Festival 2019. I'm joined here by Claire and Chris, um, who I'll get to introduce themselves to you in a bit. And um, we're here to talk about the rest of the films that were presented in Block 3, which would be Overexposed, Mabel and Bad Mother. Um, First of all, I'm gonna get these lovely people to introduce themselves to you. Claire, would you like to? Hello, I'm Claire. I'm the Submissions Director for Exit 6. Hello, I'm Chris. I'm one of the judges for Exit 6. So, the first film we're going to start with is Overexposed, uh, which was directed by Amber Tordoff Gibson. Overexposed is basically about these two characters, Ali and Jack, get lost in the boundaries of who they are in reality and online, and are forced to discover what and who is real. And uh, we're going to show you uh, the interview that I conducted with... Amber, at the festival last year. Um, first of all, I'd just like to say I really enjoyed um, the film. I think it, the message that you're trying to bring across obviously definitely stood out. Um, I love the line in there, people don't want to read anymore, people want to see. But it's hard on social media when everything you see is usually mm. fake. Mm. Um, so well, I just wanted to ask, what was your, your stance on, was that just your point of view that you wanted to express or was it clearly just an observation that you wanted to to show like to people. Yeah, kind of a bit of both. It's just kind of the amount of social media that we all go through. If you're mm. bored and you've got five minutes, you flick through Instagram and you see someone in a great dress and a perfect, you know, whatever mm. you're looking at. And it's just the expectations of reality to social media is just, mm. it's incomparable, but yet you try and compare yourself. So it's just taking it from the other side as well, because you can preach about it and I do. But yeah. I thought maybe if we put it from the other side and show what it's like to be, you know, it's real people on the other side of it and what they're doing. Mm. Because it's a bit of a dilemma in a way, because mm. like you, as you clearly um, shown in the film, the social media can change um, almost the the facade of mm. of someone. People have these personas that they put on social media, um, which obviously f- does affect mental health, yeah, um, exactly, uh, people's lives as well. But yeah. at the same time, without social media, we possibly couldn't have yeah. today. We couldn't have. We've been able to advertise things like this. Yeah. So what? In your opinion, through like your film, are you mm. trying? What do you think should be done with social media for? It's a the great future, platform, but it just should be. You should watch how you. I mean, social media. There you go. Someone's phone. Someone's <laughs> got a Twitter update. <laughs> um, but you. It's just how you use it and use it wisely. Mm. If you're following the right things and reading the right things. I think it's the blur between personal and professional. I think we're one of the first generations that has. You know, we don't have nine to five jobs anymore. And as you can see with Jack in the film it's taking into that personal time, it's having effect on the relationship. And we really wanted to focus, Amber beautifully wrote, sort of the effect of, 
you know, attracting influencers, bringing an audience into your house, into your personal life, which I think is quite unusual um, and a thing that only our generation has had to deal with so far. So it's quite an interesting angle, really. A nice happy film for you on Saturday, sorry. <laughs> I love the thing as well that you, you mentioned about um, the fact that you're all so interested in the social media and someone else's lives when there is uh, possibly a crisis going on that no one knows about because they don't care about it in a way. They're more um, focused on what someone else's private life is. Yeah. Um, before I wrap up, what's next? Have you got any other projects going on or are you um, promoting this more? Uh, yeah, we're promoting, oh, hello. Um, <laughs> we're promoting this a bit more, um, trying to write a feature as well. And then we both kind of work in and around the industry. So a little busy up till Christmas and then, yeah. Lovely. So, but thank you very much for having us no, and for watching it. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming. I wish you all the best with it. <laughs> well, first of all, obviously any film about social media is always going to spark the question about social media. So I'm going to open it up to you guys on your thoughts and about <laughs> uh, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. How does it work? I do think that obviously social media has its place because we promote Exit 6 all over it. <laughs> so we're hoping that everybody's following. But it's when... Um, this this film certainly, I think, focuses on influencers and how um, they they get a lot of uh, sponsorship and money for doing what they do, but it's, they don't know when to stop in this case. And when it starts to... Uh, I mean, it's one thing talking about what you've had for, for dinner, but when you're dragging your loved ones into it and making them part of it, you're like, oh, we don't want to be part of this. We don't mind you doing what you do because you're clearly loving it but it's 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 like would you drag your loved one into your office and make them go through your emails with you no so it's 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 quite um it's a serious matter actually it's a serious subject because it's very much about a relationship and about how your work life and your your love life and your social life is it becomes blurred with some jobs and how you do need to separate the two so it's, it does tackle quite interesting subject, certainly. Chris, any thoughts on social media or um, especially how how it was portrayed in that film? Uh, because obviously they touched on like global issues as well that were obviously being ignored. So what did you what do you think about that? Do you think that was definitely relevant? It is relevant because <coughs> social media. There's an element of social media which is driving people inward, away from society and more people are being driven into their own heads, I think, in many ways, into their own sort of self-obsession. Um, and obviously that film does concentrate very much on this one guy who is becoming more and more obsessed with his life as product. And it also sort of touches on the transitory nature of it, that the sheer amount of effort he's going into to get what is presumably a fairly short-term result, the amount of effort you have to put in as a, an influencer or a vlogger just to get a few likes that people will then forget as one of the, well, the other character says you know this novel this book will be around in a hundred years nobody will remember what your last vlog was but it's the amount of effort that people are you know having to put in to just to maintain this you know sliver of attention but you see it in like social even like social media if you're not even an influencer especially on things like instagram Especially nowadays, I've, I've seen examples of like people that will do anything just for a couple of likes. Uh, so that obviously with me resonated with me as someone who doesn't really care for <laughs> anything like that. Um, 
but it definitely brought across uh, that message of, as you guys said, like the the balance of uh, being there and being in the now, being being here. So the next film that we're going to be looking at is Mabel, which was directed by Kimberly Wintle. I loved Mabel, <laughs> personally. I thought um, there was something really nice and really quirky about it, and I thought the cast was, was just brilliant. It's basically uh, Mabel tells the story of uh, emerging from great loss. Uh, quirky Mabel finds a connection in a kind and attentive barrister. Uh, but is the time right? Now, that's what threw me off at the end. Uh, as I said, great cast. Uh, had Alexa Alexander Draymond from uh, The Last Kingdom. Like, I had the, my little man crush, I must admit. Um, what did you guys think is, like, uh, for, as from a quirky uh, film perspective? I really like this because um, it's, a, it's a very tender story about a girl who loses a friend and it's about how you conduct yourself in those situations like after losing someone like you used to go and do stuff together and it's like it's hard to break with tradition you know birthdays and things like that but it's um when she she meets the guy who serves her coffee he gets to know her and and yeah he's he's good looking and so there's that glimmer of hope that a new relationship will hopefully fill the void that she's feeling but of course I don't want to say any more because that'll be a bit of a spoiler but it's very charming this film I thought it's beautifully shot and um and I think um Kimberly Wintour she wrote it directed it starred in it I think she made made, made sandwiches and you know she did everything which is I think was a really a real accomplishment I thought she'd done a cracking job with this I thought it again it was very very good film it, Again, you can't, we can't talk a lot about it because of the ending. But if you watch this film, the ending will make you think a lot more about perceptions and how people are perceived by people in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a very touching story. It's brilliantly acted. It's brilliantly shot. It's got a great tortoise. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> sorry, spoiler, tortoise. there's a tortoise in there. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was very well done. And again, like some of the other films... I can't talk too much about it without giving some of it away. Mm. Um, it's just very well structured and very well put together and you leave the film going, all right. Please excuse me for this terrible pun, but I was just thinking you can't necessarily put a label on Mabel. It's quite as... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please forgive me for that. But um, there it is that thing. You can't necessarily put a label on it. You can't necessarily... Uh, describe what kind of film it is, which I think makes it um, just stat makes it stand out completely. The final film that we're going to be talking about is Bad Mother by uh, Marnie Baxter and Nicholas Stewart Hill. Bad Mother is about a frustrated mother finds understanding and solace from a stranger on the beach, but can she be trusted? And we have audio, which we're going to go to with uh, myself interviewing Marnie and Nicola at the festival last year. First of all, I'd like to say congrats. Um, I was really quite taken by that film um, because it, it, it threw out the word to me, trust. <laughs> that was like the word. Like, I remember my dad telling me about like when he was a kid, when he was roughly about their age. And um, he remembers like strangers from their neighborhood when he's playing with his brothers and all that 
stranger from the neighborhood would run up, would climb up past them and say, listen, your mum's just called me from your kitchen window to call you guys back for dinner sort of thing. Obviously, this was back in the 60s when you didn't worry about something like that. Would you say the, that this film was kind of saying that that trust is almost gone? That kind of sense of communal trust is, is dead now sort of thing? I think um, it was the reason that we made the film was because of something that happened to me with my children. And um, it's very much a question about that, isn't it? Mm. And, and in the making of it, we were constantly asking ourselves, uh, did the, did, did the mum do the right thing? And certainly for me, I sort of did something fairly similar, not completely the same, not totally the same, but <laughs> a bit the same. And um, when I had my moment of panic, I thought if something had happened to my children, I would have been vilified, utterly vilified in the press for having trusted somebody. And that was sort of where, where we started with, with the process of writing it really was that idea exactly of trust mm. and around children. Yeah, and the whole Madeleine McCann thing. And like, mm. you know, it is that thing of, I think possibly just wanting to put it out there and say, well, what, who did you trust? Who did you judge? Mm. Like sort of play off. Mm. And how quickly we judge, especially mothers in society today. It's all, mm. it's always all on, on the mums. And I think that is, we are, we are sort of moving forward from that, yeah. but it certainly does feel very much like mothers are continually judged. So that was where it damned started. Damned if you do, damned if you yeah. don't. So um, we wanted to set both scenarios off against each other constantly. So yeah. you're questioning, which is the thing to think. And I definitely felt that sense of panic as well, because you don't, you literally don't know whether you are, your character is actually bad or not. Can I ask what she was, or do you want us to figure that out for ourselves? <laughs> well. There's no right or wrong. We, mm. we spent a lot of time making sure as ambiguous as possible because that's exactly what we wanted. But in, as an actor in playing it, you have to make a decision. Mm. And we, we shouldn't say that. No. It's, no. <laughs> you know. We made the mistake of saying to one person uh, at the very beginning of the process, one of the edits, we sort of sent it to somebody and said, what do you think? So we wanted to know whether it was kind of working and, and it sort of had worked, but she'd got what we believed was sort of the wrong idea. And then we, it was like we, we ripped the carpet out from under this woman. <laughs> and so we both said, we'll never say what well, we, we have a feeling about it, but, yeah. but I think mm. it's important not to say really, because yeah. Yeah. it's a question more mm. than anything else. Thank God, <laughs> <laughs> she would have totally said. <laughs> I have to comment as well on the performances. Um, from the children, they would look so natural and so kind of like into, into it. Yeah. You couldn't tell that they were acting. You, it was almost as if they were just being kids. Was it easy to get that? Four children, we were acting in it on an empty beach. Uh, yeah, really easy, yeah, really. <laughs> Um, no, but they were brilliant, yeah. and we worked really hard on casting them as well. We made it. We we went and met them lots of times, and we rehearsed with them a lot as well. Um, and this is our first film, so I think one of the things that we both learned massively was how much you can shape things in an edit. And so they were brilliant, um, but 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 the edit helped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the edit helped. <laughs> they were really good. But, but there's a couple of two of them are amazing. So mm. they're all going to do things. Right? Now, obviously, you not only starred in it, but you wrote it, you directed it, um, did you, you produced it as well. Alongside uh, mini productions, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what's next for the future? Would you, will you be collaborating again? I hope so. Yeah, um, yeah I think we'll go off and do our own thing, because mm. you, you know, we just, you just need to, don't you? And then, but yeah, I'll always run 
things by money and we'll work get together again definitely in the future but um i think we're both doing trying to work on other things at the moment mm. and um, it's exciting nice. <laughs> well the formula definitely works so i'd like thank to you. um thank you very much for thank coming you. today and I wish you all the best of it thank, thank you very much now that uh bad mother for me was um quite it had me on the edge of my seat really like for most of it because you never really knew exactly what was going on what was going to happen um, I'm obviously not a parent so I wouldn't know exactly how I would feel in that situation but I can guess for any parent that it would be just terrible um, what were your thoughts um, on that the way that they set that across I thought it was really good I can I can speak as a parent and you do start conversations with other parents on beaches because sometimes when you when you're on your own with the kids you're desperate for adult conversation <laughs> there's only so much you can talk about and so you do find common ground with these people and you have a lovely chat but yeah it's there's that build up of tension throughout the whole thing so it's very unnerving and also you sort of feel that both the characters have they must have some sort of backstory that you're not quite let into yet so it's a, it's a, I enjoy these sort of films where you're kind of guessing, double guessing, you know, what, what's going to happen, what could happen, what's happened before and, and things like that. So, yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed this one. And uh, I found, like they said in the interview, that it's quite ambiguous. You're not quite sure who's the villain and even if there is one or if it is it modern paranoia. You know, as a parent, you just don't really trust anybody. <laughs> well, that was uh, one of obviously the main one of the main questions that I uh, said to them in the beginning. Obviously, with the culture compared to back in the sixties, shall we say, when anyone could go over to a group of kids and say, "Oh, your mum's calling you." Well, it makes you wonder: did it was it just as bad then? But we're just more aware of it, you know, yeah. because because of the media coverage of awful things that happen mm. and. So yeah, you do wonder, but either way, yeah, you just can't. I, I, I wonder how people can leave their dogs outside supermarkets nowadays. I couldn't even do that. Just leave a dog unattended. Well, there's so much theft of them. Yeah. You know, because my dog, for example, he's worth quite a bit of money, apparently, I discovered. Oh, that's good to know. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's a vicious, dangerous pug. Nobody would want him anyway. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can't leave a dog tied up. Some people do. And if it's a good area, fine. But, you know, there's a lot of money in dogs. And I suppose, like, especially with that film, was that you didn't... Because we all know where we live. We know where, which, whether it's a good area to leave your dog somewhere. Obviously, that um, they were so secretive in where these characters came from. You didn't know. Uh, where the location was, you didn't know. So you couldn't... You'd had no idea about whether it actually was a safe community or whether it wasn't. I thought that was very clever how they... Uh, brought that across Chris like about the whole thing what did you what did you think of it it's very well done there is a this palpable sense of unease that grows throughout it as you were saying <clears throat> because it seems on on the surface to be a very normal conversation two parents having a chat but it's just this slow feeling of there's something not right and the, the first character that you're introduced to in most films is the protagonist or the hero or whatever and you're never quite sure um and i think the, the ambiguity was was probably the, the main the main selling point of it and maybe it is about modern paranoia and child safety and or just meeting a stranger on a beach you don't know who they're gonna get
Well, that is all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us and we uh, shall definitely be seeing you sometime soon. Take care. This podcast was produced by Face TV with music from Joe Williams.